Thanks for listening to the Crosspoint Podcast. This is the Young Adults Ministry of the Franklin Road Baptist Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Here we desire to see this generation of young adults reached and revived with the gospel of Christ. We believe our generation has the opportunity to change the world as we know it. We'd love to have you join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. at Franklin Road Baptist Church. Our prayer is that our podcast will help you grow in your relationship with God. Enjoy the Crosspoint Podcast. Um, we are actually in between series, and so we will um, actually use today's lesson as kind of a transition into what our next series will be, which I will tell you about at the end of this. Um, but Colossians chapter number two is where we're going to be today. I simply want to just kind of in a transitional week talk to you for the next couple of minutes um, about relationships and about just some things that um, I've had swirling around in my mind and some things that I've had um, some questions that have been asked to me. And so um, I felt like just this was a good opportunity in between this on the tail end of a series about relationships. And then um, basically what we're going to do is we've talked, we've walked through the one another commands of scripture. And then next week we'll actually start a series on dating and marriage. Okay. Yay. All right. So uh, anyways, but um, not, not just so everybody knows. All right. If you've been in our class anytime at all, you know I'm not the type of person that's going to embarrass you. You're not, I'm not the type of teacher that is going to make you feel awkward. Um, I simply just want to walk you through a couple of things of Scripture. That um, I think it's been about three or four years that we've done since we've done a dating and marriage series. And so um, hopefully it will be a help to you. Just principles that you can take and apply. And um, I had a super cool title that I was going to use, and then I started studying, and I was like, you know what, that doesn't necessarily apply, but anyways, but just some principles that I think will be beneficial to you, and uh, where you're at in life, and so anyways, uh, for those of you who are maybe married in the room, uh, maybe you can say, I wish I would have known that before, all right, so anyways, but you, or you can pass them on to someone else, but while we're in the midst of that, um, we closed with really how, uh, or closed our series, One Another, and basically walking through the one another commands of scripture. And then we're headed into uh, this series on dating and marriage. But I want to take just a moment and teach you a principle that for some reason the Lord has just been bringing back up in my life. And this will probably show up some in the dating series uh, as well. But I think that it is so crucial for really where this generation and the people who sit in this room um, sit. And so um, I want us to look at Colossians chapter number 2 and verse number 10. Colossians chapter number 2 and verse number 10. The Bible says this, And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Would you read that verse out loud together with me? And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Ye are complete in him. Can you say that phrase out loud with me? Ye are complete in him. Let's pray and we'll ask the Lord to bless us, ask the Lord to help us. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the day that you've given us. Lord, I'm so thankful for who you are. I'm thankful that you are our completer. Lord, may we begin to see and may we begin to trust that you are the one who completes us. You're the one who um, our first and foremost uh, greatest relationship should be with. Lord, may we prioritize you above anyone or anything else. And Lord, I ask that you would help us today, Lord, as we look into your word. 
May we take these couple of principles and may we apply them to our hearts and to our lives. In your name we pray. Amen. The last couple of weeks and really months, um, I guess the... I guess relationships have kind of been on the front burner of the people that I've been talking to. I don't ever uh, teach or preach uh, based off of the counsel and the things that I'm talking about. But um, at our Crosspoint retreat or our Collegians for Christ retreat a couple of weekends ago, um, I guess that would have been technically last weekend, but um, last weekend, the questions seem to be really pointed to relationships and how do I develop a relationship with someone or how do I date someone or how do I date in this world? And so a lot of the questions had to do with relationship. And no matter whether or not we're talking about a dating relationship or a friendship relationship, here's one of the things that I believe that is so difficult at the age and stage of life that you're in. Sometimes singleness obviously can feel very lonely. It can feel like that you don't have anyone around you. Maybe if you even have a roommate, maybe if you live with family, you can feel lonely. You can feel alone. So our automatic reaction to many of those things is, well, if I feel lonely, what I need is I need someone to fill that void. I need something to fill that void. And so sometimes we'll go and we'll look for that and maybe sin or we'll go and look for it and maybe some sort of wrong companionship. But the most uh, common way that we as Christians begin to look at that is we want to fill that void with other people. I stand up here and I will be the first to admit that I am an introvert. Okay, so I'm not telling you that you have to take on my personality. Here's what I am telling you is that I think that sometimes what we miss in this opportunity of maybe being single or feeling lonely is we miss a great opportunity to focus our hearts and minds and our relationship on Christ. I'm not going to stand up here and tell you that you don't need friends. I don't think that that is true. I've often said in here that the Christian life can be lived on an island, but praise the Lord, it doesn't have to be, okay? But here's what I want you to see is that if we are looking to our relationships to fill a void that only Christ himself can fill, we've missed it. If we are looking to our friendships or our dating relationships to be Jesus for us, then we have put them on a pedestal that is not helpful and that is not healthy for either of us. And so when we read Colossians chapter number 2, verse 10, there's a phrase in there that says, and ye are complete in him. How many of you have ever heard someone say about their spouse that they complete me? Okay, even if you've watched a romance movie or whatever. Okay, three of you have, se- have seen that or heard that, all right? Um, we've heard that said, that, oh, well, they complete me. And that, while it sounds fluffy and nice and it, and it is probably to a certain extent true, I guess if you look at maybe the physiological makeup of most people and you look at maybe the way that people's emotions are made up, they are completers, okay? But the truth is, is that our completion is not found in another human being as Christians. Our completion is found in Jesus Christ. And ye are complete in him. Just a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I had the opportunity to go and uh, do a couples retreat down in Texas. I don't know why they picked us. I still felt very overwhelmed with with the opportunity. Um, I felt very uh, underqualified, I guess, if you want to say that. But one of the principles that I brought up was out of Colossians chapter number 2, verse 10. 
And it remi- I was reminded of it at our Collegians for Christ retreat when the dating question came up and I tried to put together my thoughts as quickly as I could and answered it. And then Lauren, uh, she had the second half of the question. She answered it and she brought, us ba- brought uh, everyone back to Colossians 2 verse 10. I was like, why didn't I think of that? That was literally like what my whole session was on. But here's what I want you to see. That no matter if it's a dating relationship or if it's just a friendship, Your completion in this life is not based on someone. It is based on Jesus Christ. It is based on the one who rules this world. And so I quickly want to just give you three thoughts, I guess if you want to call these do's and don'ts um, of relationships. But quickly, just three practical thoughts. We don't have a handout today since we're in kind of a transition. So if you've got a notebook or you want to pull your phone out, um, whatever works best for you. But the first one is this. Don't allow your your Christian walk to become dependent on your relationships. Don't allow your Christian walk to become dependent on your relationships. I hope that every single one of you have a good Christian friend in your life. Some of you, you have maybe met them in Crosspoint. Some of them, it's someone that you're dating. Some of you, it's maybe a coworker. Some of you, maybe it's a roommate. Some of you, maybe it's a family member. But I hope every single one of you have a good Christian friend or someone who is impacting you in the right way in your life. But can I ask you a quick question that maybe you have not considered? Would your Christian life begin to dip if they were no longer a part of your life? Would your Christian life begin to struggle and maybe wane and maybe just to go a little bit on a downward trajectory if they were not in your life? You see, a lot of times we look at maybe what the world calls codependency, okay? What the world diagnoses as codependency is maybe a codependency on drugs or maybe a codependency on alcohol or maybe it's even a codependency upon a relationship because of maybe the financial means that it's giving you. But the truth is, is even as Christians, we can become codependent upon our relationships. Sometimes what we look at is, well, I am struggling in my Christian life and so I need to go and surround myself with other good Christians. I want you to listen to this, okay? Good plant growth around you does not necessitate good plant growth in your life. Just because something or someone is growing up well around you does not mean that that is what's going to happen in your heart and in your life. You are responsible for your own Christian growth. And here's what I've watched too many times. I've watched people date good Christian people and then all of a sudden maybe a breakup happens and maybe it doesn't go the way that they think that it should. And so now all of a sudden their Christian life begins to dip. They surround themselves with good friends or maybe they go and they get another job opportunity or maybe they change, uh, change careers or maybe they change locations or they change churches or whatever. And now all of a sudden their Christian life begins to dip. We've become codependent upon someone else pulling us to the next level. There's nothing inherently wrong with having good Christian friends. I think we would all agree that good Christian friends would be better than having bad worldly friends, okay? But good Christian friends are not who are responsible for your personal walk with God. And so what you must diagnose is this. Am I depending upon whoever, you fill in the blank, to be someone who's helping me climb to the next level in my Christian life? Am I counting on maybe mom or dad if you still live at home? What happens when you get a job or you, you, become, you get married or you move out? Are you counting on them to take you to the next level? 
I've got a really good roommate right now, and they wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and, and I see them pray, and I don't want to be the slacker who's still laying in bed snoring, okay? So I wake up and I pray. I've got a really good friend, or I've got a really good girlfriend, I've got a really good boyfriend. What would occur if they were no longer in your life? Would your Christian life begin to wane, okay? So don't allow your Christian life or your Christian walk to become dependent on your relationships. Secondly is this. Allow your relationships to build you. Allow your relationships to build you. I had a professor in college that said we will be no different than who we are 10 years from now apart from the books that we read and the people that we meet. I always thought that was a weird statement. Like, he was a big book reader, okay? So I always felt like it was a subtle little push for you to read more books, okay? But he always said, you're not going to be a different person apart from the books you read and the people you met. I want to ask you a quick question, all right? Have you ever gone through something in a relationship? Maybe it's a dating relationship. Maybe it's just a roommate at college, and you've asked yourself why, okay? Like, why? Like, why is this happening? Like some of you, like you're pretty cool people, like you're pretty normal people, and like sometimes you get to college and you get a roommate and you're like, why? Like, what, like why are you the way that you are, right? You have a friend or you have a classmate or you have a coworker. You have a coworker that just absolutely ticks you off. And you're like, are you, are you joking right now, okay? And here's what sometimes we do is we will put that in the burden category, okay? to where we automatically want that to be removed, right? Or we go through a breakup and we're like, well, that was stupid, that stunk, I hated all of it, why did that happen, right? And we just constantly ask ourselves why. I want to refer back to the statement that I made from my college professor that we will be no different apart in 10 years from now apart from the books we read and the people we met, okay? Meaning this, that it could very well be that God did not bring that person into your life for any other reason than to change you and shape you to become more like his son. That's frustrating for us as human beings, especially for the generation that sits in this room, that like we just all assume that everybody has these ooey-gooey, fluffy feelings, and then all of a sudden we meet someone that doesn't, and we're like, oh, there are weird people out in the world. There are people that I don't, I'm not always going to mesh with. There are people that I'm not always going to gel with. There are things that are difficult. And so what we naturally do is what, if we have a bad roommate, who do we, we go and complain to someone, right? If we're in a bad relationship, we break up. If we have a bad coworker, we quit or we ask to go get moved somewhere else. And God could have placed you in that relationship for no other reason than to change you. Can I just give you a quick word of personal testimony? that I firmly believe that the people that God has allowed me to cross paths with and the things that God has allowed me to go through in the past five to six years, I have not always done the best with them, but I can promise you this, that I have learned more based off of the people that I have interacted with, and sometimes it, they, it really tests me, all right? But I have learned more in those areas, and it has grown me and shaped me more than what I believe anything else in this world has shaped me. And it's not because I have some great impact on their life. It's because sometimes I step back and I think, okay, Lord, this is how I could have handled this differently. But so many times when we go through a relational struggle, what do we do? We just want the burden removed. And God has placed you in certain relationships, especially ones that are forced, coworkers, okay, roommates, 
maybe a, maybe a classmate, maybe it's someone that, maybe it's just someone that you met at the gym, maybe it's, I don't know who it is, but for situations, God puts you in those situations to build you. And sometimes we are so guilty of just asking for the burden to remove, be removed rather than saying, Lord, how are you using this to shape me to be more like your son? So allow your relationships to build you. And then the third thing is this, and we'll be done because I know it's very hot in here. If you think you're hot sitting there, I'm very hot talking up here, all right? Number three, don't look to your relationships to complete you. Don't look to your relationships to complete you. This generation, the generation that sits in my room, or in this room, no matter if you consider yourself millennial, Gen Z, Gen X, or you have no clue what you are, all right? Um, I'm in that boat, all right? But no matter who you are, we have a tendency to believe that the next good thing in our life is going to be who we meet. Or maybe the person that we run into. All of a sudden, every person... Every date is a possible mate, all right? Like everyone that we cross uh, in life's path, like, oh, there's the one. <laughs> oh, nope, let's try the next one, all right? <laughs> but sometimes what we have a tendency of doing is this. We are looking for something to complete us other than Christ. We need a spouse to complete us. We need when, when a spouse comes along, then we need kids to complete us. We need a, a good work relationship to complete us. We need all of these things. We need, we need this to work out in our favor. We need this professor or this classmate to change, and we need this. And so we're constantly working on people so that they can be our completer. When Jesus Christ, according to Colossians 2, verse 10, says, And ye are complete in him. You're complete in Christ. You want to know one of the greatest things that you will ever discover at this stage of your life? One of the greatest things that you can discover is this, is that you do not need anyone else to be complete in this life. According to Scripture, that's not Joel's philosophy, okay? That's not Joel standing up like, oh, it's easy for Joel to say he has a wife and three kids. That's, I am learning this even with my own family, meaning this. That if I am looking to my wife and my children to be my completers, that's an unfair burden on them. That, that's, that's asking and expecting something from them that they cannot fulfill. My children, as much of a blessing as they are, their obedience and their respect and their reverence is not what completes me. I cannot get to the point to where that's what I expect out of them. My wife, I cannot expect her to be my completer. And so what ends up happening for most Christians is this. We look for others to complete us all the while Christ is standing there as our completer, as someone who is ready to give us fulfillment and joy and peace. He offers everything that we're looking for in someone else, and we put that burden on others, and then we get frustrated when they don't meet the criteria. We get frustrated when they don't come to the expectation that we think that they should be at. 
Well, they're not pretty enough. They're not nice enough. They're not kind enough with my children. They're not obedient enough. They're not where they need to be. They're, they need to work on this. They have a bad attitude, whatever, okay? I'm expecting them to do something for me that only Christ can do for me. And with your relationships, let's just throw a broad blanket over every relationship. Doesn't matter if it's dating, doesn't matter if it's friendship, doesn't matter if it's coworker, doesn't matter if it's classmate, roommate, whatever. Those relationships are God-given into your life to build you, but they are not there to complete you. They're not there for you to find your fulfillment and your peace in. I'm thankful for every single one, single one of you who has a good friend that you can lean on. But the truth is, is that cannot be what you are codependent upon in your Christian life. I'm thankful that some of you have relationships that right now, they're kind of testing you and they're frustrating you. And the first thing that you thought of is when I said that I was going to teach on relationships, you thought, oh good, he's going to tell me how to get rid of all of these bad friends in my life, okay? And I stood up here and told you the exact opposite. But here's what I want you to see. Relationships are there to build you, but they are not there to complete you. They're not there to fulfill the peace and joy and love that only Jesus Christ can bring. So here's my closing challenge before we go into our dating and marriage uh, date. Not dating. Is that what I said? Dating and marriage. Yeah. Okay. Dating and marriage uh, series next week. Okay is would you take just a couple minutes as we bow our heads and close our eyes in just a moment, and would you just simply say this, Lord, would you help me to find my satisfaction in you? Sometimes we make our responses so complicated. How many of you have ever been sitting in church and you've had a pastor or a preacher say, all right, with every, with every head bowed and every eye closed, let's pray this prayer together. Dear, and they pray this huge long prayer, and you're like, whoa, I got lost like word number 25 of that. Okay, But would you just simply pray that prayer sitting in your seat? Lord, would you help me to find my satisfaction in you? Some of you are dating. Some of you are engaged. Some of you have no prospects of either, and that's okay. Some of you, you have a rough coworker relationship. Some of you, you maybe have a rough relationship from your past. Some of you maybe have rough family relationships. Don't allow those to dictate your Christian walk. Those are there to build you but they're not there to complete you. There's only one relationship that promises to give you completion and satisfaction and peace and joy and all of those things, and it's the relationship that you can have with Jesus Christ. No other relationship promises that. And so I don't care where you're at on this relationship spectrum. Here's what I'm simply going to ask you to do. Lord, would you please help me to find my satisfaction in you. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to give you a couple seconds there just in the quietness of your seat to pray that prayer. Before we close, let me just ask you one quick, uh, a couple quick questions. If you're here today and you say, I heard you talk about relationships, I heard you talk about uh, that Jesus Christ completes us. If you're here today and you say, I have not accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior, maybe I don't know for sure that I'm on my way to heaven, I don't even know that I have that relationship, here's what I would ask you to do. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm just going to ask you that if you would take, if you say, that's where I'm at, would you come and find someone after class? Maybe come talk to me. 
Maybe talk to one of the ladies there if you're a lady. But right now, in this moment, would you just begin to believe that, the, that Jesus Christ is such a better completer than anyone else that this world can offer? Let's pray and we'll be done. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for everything you've given us. Lord, we thank you for your love and, Lord, your goodness to us. Lord, I'm so thankful that you are our completer. Lord, may we begin to depend upon you for that. May we stop burdening those around us in our relationships, depending upon them to fulfill that which only you promised to fulfill. Lord, we love you and we're so thankful that you are a God who promises not just eternal salvation from hell, but Lord, you are also a God who promises to complete us. Lord, there's so many in this world, probably even in this room, Lord, we're looking to other things to complete us. And all the while we are missing that you are standing there waiting to fulfill us. Lord, you're waiting to bring peace. You're waiting to bring love and joy. And Lord, all the things that we are searching for in others. May we take these truths. May we apply them to our lives. In your name we pray. Amen. Good to see everybody today. Sorry it was so hot in here. We will get that fixed before next week. Probably before the end of the day. shirt <laughs> sorry I blocked you off there hey it's good to have you in class what's your name Brittany, Brittany I'm Joel nice to nice to have you thanks thanks for being here <laughs> Thanks for listening. If this lesson is helpful to you, feel free to share it with someone else or let us know by emailing us at crosspoint at franklinroad.org. You can also check us out at frbc underscore crosspoint on Instagram and Twitter. We look forward to connecting with you again soon.